Hey, Threshold listeners, it's Amy Martin here with the Threshold production team at COP26 in Glasgow, and we're going to give you another little dispatch from the field here. But before we dive in, um, I just wanted to mention again that we're in the middle of our end of year fund drive. We really do need listener support to be able to do this kind of on the ground reporting. And if you are motivated or inspired to support our work, all you have to do is go to thresholdpodcast.org and click donate. It's very simple. And everything that's donated between now and the end of the year is matched up to $1,000. Thank you so much. So let's dive in here. I'm here with Erica Janik, Nick Mott, and Shalal Lawal. We are Threshold production team for season four. And it's Friday night of the conference. It's supposedly the end. It's like 7.15 and things are supposed to be ending, but they're not. Um, I guess I'll just throw out the first question. What is happening right now? What, what is the scene here in the 11th hour of the climate conference? The feeling as I would describe it now is like both tension and exhaustion. You know, there's a lot of people with like unbuttoned top, top of their shirts walking around. There's a feeling, yeah, it is more... It is more busy than I might have expected it right now, but also compared to the first couple days, it is so much quieter. Like we've never had an easier time getting in through security, for example, even though there's still just like people are all bent up and tense from this, this just awaiting what's next. I'm curious for all of you, what has surprised you about COP26? I was coming here not expecting to feel the, the urgency that we feel out there when we're in the field, especially us journalists. I, I know that this is a suit and tie event. This is a, a very corporate thing going on, like high level. But even at the protests that I've been to, there have been moments when like I've had the hair on my, you know, my hand, like standing like, oh my God, like that was powerful. I've been like, okay, I wasn't expecting to feel all of that <laughs> in here, <laughs> but I have, um, and it's great. I would say, you know, I think my answer is a little bit the reverse of Shalaz, um, but not completely. Like, I, I, when I think about what I'm most acquainted with at COP right now, it's the space. Because we've been, like, running around back and forth all the time. And when I'm here, I keep thinking about how disconnected this space feels from anything. Like, no windows, no, it could be in in New York or Kansas or Milan or, or Bangladesh. There's no, we are just in our little bubble here with no connection to any of these things that are these incredibly important issues that are being discussed. And, you know, whether that's good or bad is not what I'm saying. I'm saying to me, it's like, it was just something I did not expect to be in this crazy bubble of energy (laughs) that is so disconnected. I did expect it to be kind of big and frenetic. I think I thought I would understand more of it by the end and I do understand more of it that's not to say I don't but I still find that almost every day I hear a word or something happens and I don't know what it means or what it is um, which feels a little bit frustrating at times but I also have discovered that lots of people that have been doing this for years also don't know so there's also comfort in that yeah one thing that really surprises me and troubles me honestly is how hard it is for journalists to actually get access to what's going on even though we got into some negotiating rooms even though i managed to speak to two or three negotiators to to actually be able to witness the action as it's happening and and be able to investigate it from all sides talk to all the players and and really get um a true on the ground sense of 
how this works is incredibly difficult. And that seems kind of nuts to me. I mean, we're supposed to be deciding something collaboratively and, and on consensus as a whole world. The walls are high to get into the heart of the action. So we've been talking a lot about the sort of broad overview of these last two weeks, but you know, in particular, are there any particular moments or experiences or interaction, whether it be confusion or getting kicked out of a room or like, you know, hair standing on end that you know, you'll take home with you? So this sounds a little bit silly, but I, I've met people from countries I've never met people from before. Um, and that's super exciting. And, I, and that's definitely something that I, I won't forget. Definitely, I think meet the people I've met here, um, they've been very interesting. I met a giant in um, environmental work in Africa, um, Wanjira Mathai, and how she opened herself to me um, and shared her day with me. We only met in the morning and by, by two we were already friends. Uh, two little vignettes come to mind when you ask that question. One that um, kind of made me cry and one that made me laugh. Um, the cry one was a really late night when I um, made it way, my way through all the different sort of shoots and ladders you have to get through to get out of this space. And there was um, a very loud protest happening right by the gate. And then just a little bit further down the block, there were just, um, I don't know, 15, 20 older people, most holding candles. And um, instead of, they, they had one of those big lighted signs, but instead of loss and damage, it said loss and ruin. And they, they said they were Quaker, their sign said they were Quakers or an interfaith group that was holding a silent vigil to try to call attention to the needs of people in developing countries and spur action here. And there's something about their age and the quietness of it in contrast to all the noise of the conference, both inside and out, just, um, just really touched me because I'd been running around all day asking people about loss and damage. And then here was this kind of group of elders sort of just holding this quiet space in this light to try to say focus on this and it, yeah it touched my heart um and uh the other one is <laughs> yesterday I was running between events outside and out of nowhere I came upon two people singing karaoke they had a bunch of like climate activist signs behind them and so I kind of figured oh their karaoke song is going to be twisted around to have like a climate message but no they were just singing a time of my life from from dirty dancing as a man and a woman they were having the time of their life they were just owning it and next door or right next to them the, there was this giant man dressed up like Darth Vader who was dancing with them I've seen him multiple times but this is the first time I've seen him dancing and it was utterly pointless it was just joy and silliness at one point I looked over and there was a person who had a pig head on as well I felt like I was in a Fellini film but like a happy one and it was just so what I needed just silliness and human connection and dancing with no purpose or point other than enjoying each other's company oh my gosh it's so funny you mentioned the karaoke folks and the Darth Vader gag said but I think a couple hours ago I was walking by and saw him singing don't you forget about me <laughs> Aww. Okay, so imagine I am the genie and I can wipe away the past two weeks and remake it. Um, what would you want to, to, you know, to have me fix, shine, polish over the past two weeks? Here, Glasgow. What an excellent question. I know immediately what I want. I want more emotion, music, 
and voices of people who are living with the impacts of climate change to be heard and to be centered um, combined with the pragmatism and the and the determination to actually make things happen not just have slogans happening here I want a combination of the activism and the insider bureaucrats like fused and moving this forward in a way that is mutually beneficial and um, and and that allows you to actually feel something but then to f- have those feelings grounded in something meaningful that actually helps make a difference I totally agree with Amy I kept thinking hoping wishing that there was more art more ways in um, I found myself I mean, I'm naturally drawn towards art and making. And any time I saw something, I like was like a tractor beam. I couldn't like pull myself away from it. And I, I just wish that this conference had more of both the science, the bureaucracy, but also art and music. And I just feel like there's lots of ways to uh, be engaged with it and it often felt like at the conference there was only one way of engaging um, and I felt like some of my senses were being left behind. All right well I think we'll wrap it up there we're going to go try to find out when this next um, gathering will be when we learn more about what has yet to be decided and when when this conference will end if it will ever end. Um, thank you so much for being with us on this journey listeners and um, want to just say again that This is all for us part of building up to season four of Threshold, and we will be um, sending you more information soon about what the focus of that season is gonna be. Um, We're definitely planning on getting it out in early 2022, and who knows, we might even have a few other little updates between now and then, we'll see. Um, First, we gotta get home and get some sleep, I think. (laughs) All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.